0: You're listening to Direction with David Caldwell, a podcast committed to helping you grow your real estate business.
1: Hey everybody, this is David Caldwell. Today I'm here with Tori Ellens. Tori's an amazing team leader down in the Phoenix, Arizona area. And we're going to talk to her today about how she used accountability and culture in her team to drive production in 2020 where they closed 65 million to in 2021 where they are going to exceed 100 million dollars in sales with the same staff. So, thanks for being here today.
0: Thanks for having
1: me. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, to talk. I've been I've been you've been on my list uh, to have on so I'm I'm excited to work it out today. So, why don't you just real quick why don't you just give people like a little bit of who Tori Ellens is? Yeah, um
0: so been in real estate almost 20 years. Uh, used to have a brokerage down in Tucson. Moved up to the Phoenix market. Um, been added in the Phoenix market about six years. Uh, started out solo and uh, started a team. And it's just been a work in progress since then. Started with me and one. <laughs> added a few more, lost a few, fired a few. <laughs> and then uh, just kept growing. And we're at uh, 11 now.
1: Awesome. And is that salespeople and support staff or is that the whole group? Yeah. It's the whole group 11.
0: It's 11 sales staff. And then we have three support. So we have full transaction manager and then I have two full-time client care managers, which most people call an ISA.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So an additional 35 million with the same people, I mean, that's almost an additional million dollars in GCI. With the same staff
0: yeah we um we did we did uh like 2.4 in gci i believe is what it totaled maybe even more (laughs) but you know yeah that was uh it's been a a work in progress like i said and you constantly have to look at how you're doing things uh -hmm. coaching and figure out how to change the direction if you want growth you have to refine what you're doing to get better results uh, you can't do the same thing because otherwise that's a definition of insanity. Mm-hmm. So wanting better results with uh, the same amount of people, uh, we really had to hone in on our process and our systems and how I could help the team be accountable to those processes and systems.
1: yeah what's that what's that look like for you as a team leader? Because I know like you're nobody's mother on the team, but you expect people to show up a certain way. So like what's it look like to be an agent? on the El- Ellen's team from an accountability standpoint?
0: Sure, so first and foremost, we hold our reputation at the utmost level. Um, you have got to be a professional. I do not want somebody who gives us a bad name because in a market with low inventory, as most markets are, um, when you go up against you know multiple offers, you want people to say, you know what, I've worked with you, I've worked with your team excellent experience and you're kind of to the top of our list because of that. So that starts with our professionalism. Um, But each agent has to be held accountable uh, at the level that not only they're wanting to achieve, but also the level that they are having weaknesses at, right? And so some of my agents are really needing that everyday accountability um, because getting into a consistent schedule when you have not worked for yourself before um, and others need weekly check-ins and some need, you know, every other week check-ins. Um, but, but basically you have to figure out where each of those agents are and then custom fit that program to them.
1: Yeah. I love that because like you, I believe it's variable. And some teams it's just, everyone gets the same thing, but it is. They, variable. I,
0: right. Because if I gave somebody the amount of time, that it takes to take let's call my my top producer my top agent came to me this is the second year with me started out his first year he did, he had never done more than 2 million in real estate first year with me did 10 this year he just finished at 20 so you take someone like that and i would consider him to be low maintenance but i'm going to dedicate a lot of time to him because number 1 he's got the commitment level number 2 his action matches his commitment right like don't tell me you want to be big and then you don't work as much as you play. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you know, I, I commit to him what he needs because he's proven to me that if I do, he's going to achieve.
1: Yeah. Um, he's, he's worth the time who... investment. He's worth the time investment from you. And I'm watching you develop him into a leader, right? Like he is, he is clearly a leader in that group now.
0: Right. Right. He's absolutely worth it. And, and again, I have other agents that are as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but basically for me, if I have an agent that wants to close, you know, 10 deals a year, great. You're going to get the same, uh, you know, mentorship that you would as anyone on the team when we have our meetings and such. But I'm not going to dedicate hours on end to helping you produce 10 deals a year. That's just not necessary.
1: And that agent probably wouldn't want it.
0: Right. And they'd feel I was being their mother. And I have no desire yeah. to be his mother.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, to me, that's like such a. <laughs> For other people maybe starting a team or thinking about what a team looks like. There's so many teams that deploy the same accountability to everyone based on volume or the same opportunity for growth and leadership and leads as everybody else. And that doesn't work because the people on your team are going to have different goals.
0: Well, not only that, but they have different weaknesses. Yeah. right? So, um, some of my agents that are good producers their weakness is literally getting up out of bed at a certain time and producing early in the morning and doing the things that it takes to be a productive adult and not sleeping until 10. Right. So that's some of my team and then other parts of my team don't need that, but they need other like scripting and, and Hey, help me through this client who has this uniqueness. So yeah, yeah, I think you have to take your, your agents as you do your clients, you wouldn't treat every client, even let, let's say you've got two clients spending $3 million. They both don't have the same. Business. So You're not going to treat both of those clients the same. It's the same no. way you, you look at your agents. Yeah.
1: yeah, no doubt. How do you balance culture with that? Right? Because obviously, there's accountability. The culture, the the accountability creates a certain culture but where we're going to allow someone to do 10 and then we're pushing other people to do 40. And in that team meeting, and I've been to your team meetings before in that team meeting, you're speaking to the person doing 40 and 10 kind of simultaneously and setting that standard of who the who the Ellen's team is. Is that ever challenging balancing that culture when you're holding people accountable to such different production standards?
0: I don't think so, because here's what I think. Ultimately, we fall under one umbrella of culture, Mm -hmm. right? And that umbrella um, has, it holds true, is that our reputation is everything. And how you behave is everything. If you act like a jerk, thanks, we don't want you. I don't care if you produce 40 million and you're a dick. Thanks, I don't want you on my team. Yeah. Culture is, like I said, kind of that umbrella we all fall under, but then when we're under it, who needs more help in different areas? And so I think that you have to hold, you know, if you're building mega, mega teams, you know, hundreds of agents, you're probably not going to have the same culture as somebody with 20, 30 agents, right? Holy. If, if culture is something that's in your business model, it has to be held no matter what, who you bring on, because you'll feel somebody who's a bad culture fit. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if they're producing, those are almost worse because those are the people who think, I'll write my ticket. I don't care, I'm producing. Well, that's not the most important thing. Culture is important. And then people who have that culture, the production that they do is somebody you want to be around. It's somebody you want to work with, right? And I think that when you hit a certain level in your career, whether you're a team lead or you're a top producing agent, we afford ourselves the luxury of working with people we like. And when we don't, Then there's that whole, hey, I really know that you need this. And I believe that I have the best agent for you. I'm just not it. So I have the best fit for you. And that's a lot of times what we have to look at with agents. You're just, they're not a fit for the team. Not that they're a bad agent. They're just not a good fit for the team.
1: Yeah. How many people do you think you've hired to get to this group of 11 people now?
0: (laughs) You're asking how many I've fired. Because I'm curious for that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh, I've probably hired 40 to 50 just to get to 11 in the past three years. Um, but the reality is, is I had to look internally at that too, right? What am I doing? So it's funny because I tell my 15-year-old the phrase and I, my team, he, he, they know it well. What part did you play in that? And that's a phrase that I really hold true. So what part did I play in having to fire as many people as I was hiring more? (laughs) And really, that was my onboarding process wasn't great. Not the system behind onboarding, the hiring process to be specific. And um, I think depending on the team lead and, and who you are as a person, I got into this because not only do I have a passion, like I love doing this and I love the entire world of this. But on top of it, I genuinely want to see somebody succeed. So in genuinely wanting to see them succeed, you have a tendency to see their better traits and not their horrible traits or the traits that are going to literally be a roadblock that you cannot get them past. Yes. So when I had had enough of that, and uh, again, and this is a lot of this comes from coaching I don't care how big you are, how successful you are. You've mm. got to have somebody mentoring you at any yeah. level. Sometimes that level changes, right? Yeah. You get different level of, of mentorship. But yeah. either way, I believe mentorship is huge. Um, and so through counsel, through business coaching, it mm-hmm. was shown to me, hey, what role do I hold in this? And that role needed to be, I needed to change my hiring process, which we did.
1: And I think another good question might be the 30 people that are gone. How long would you say on average, they were even there? They were in the room. A couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, from my observation of watching this process of you hiring is... In 30 days, we know if someone's going to be on the team forever or if they're going to be gone, right?
0: Because right.
1: you're going to sniff out their work ethic and who they really are really quickly, and you're okay shutting the door. And I think what I would want people to hear in that story isn't, "Oh my gosh, she had to hire 40 people to get to 11." Is that she actually had to like commit to hiring people to get to the right group culturally? Because it's like basically almost like a 30 day audition. Mm-hmm. And that's a big piece in going from 65 million to 100 million with the same people. Because without the type of people you're hiring, that probably doesn't happen.
0: And I, I think every time, right, you're building a team, you're building something, I always think I'm building a legacy here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm building my brand, right? So yeah. I'm building my brand. And does this person hurt my brand or help my brand? Because every agent that works on my team is buying into that brand. Mm -hmm. And the people that do stick are the people that have a sheer desire to be just, you know, overly productive. And again, that doesn't mean that they're all producing 10, 20 million. The ones that are producing five or 6 million, those people even are committed to that process, committed to the team and committed to each other, right? (laughs) So if one of my agents, um, and lately we've had like, It was like a domino. One got sick, another got sick. And and it just randomly, like periods of a time where they're sick, every agent on the team stepped up. What can I do to help? We have processes in place where they would never have felt that, even if we didn't have that culture. But that culture allowed my team to still have that family feel like, hey, I got your back. Right. Um, But we yeah, I think that you really have to be mindful if that's the model you're building. <laughs> yeah. If you're just building a Walmart and you want you know anything and everything, great. Um, yeah. But for us, I think that culture and, and who we are and, and the, the name that we're building
1: is super important. Yeah, and I think that's important to most people from the conversations I have. What would you say to that like emerging team leader, the person who wants to build the team that's afraid of hiring, that's afraid of hiring someone and letting someone go? What would your advice to that person be?
0: Hire someone to do it. (laughs) You know, when I started out, it wasn't, um, you know, we've progressed, right? Now I've got a a person who literally interviews everybody. We have a process to our hiring. But Mm -hmm. when we started, we didn't have that. So I relied on my resources. I relied on my title rep, believe it or not, because I trusted them. Um, I relied on my coach, right? (laughs) To be like, hey, I need you to kind of give this person a look over. And so when I didn't have anything, you still have resources. You're not a one man island. Like you're not Uh by yourself. You have people around you that have helped you get to where you are in your business. A lot of times, again, you have to look externally at who's your lenders, who's your title people, who's your coaches, who are the people around you that you trust. Because I had found everybody around me wanted to see me succeed and they saw my potential. So asking them to like, hey, can you help me interview these people? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to say no to that because they want to see you grow. And your vendors are only going to see you grow more if you're hiring more. So I used Tidal and I used my business coaches. I used people that were free, essentially, in my disposal um, that I trusted. And then we built up to where we are now.
1: Yeah. Let's go backwards to like the systems. Cause you had really big growth in people you hired and just in production from 2019 to 2020, which we won't talk about too much, but 2020 was this big year of focusing on systems. Okay. And, yeah. yeah. So, so let's, let's spend a couple minutes there. and like, what were the, what were the things that you did that you felt make made the biggest changes system wise?
0: So literally was implementing a systematic approach to the business. Mm-hmm. So from onboarding, and we're still perfecting that, right? Like no system, in my opinion, you're always looking at it, analyzing. Always
1: imperfect, yeah.
0: Um, but it was creating a systematic approach to everything we did in business. So literally, if I was to up and move my business to another state, could I drop in my model, get to know the area, and produce? Yeah. If the answer is no, then you're just good at real estate. Good luck when the market shifts. Yeah. You've got to create a systematic approach to your day, and to your business. It can't just be that you're winging it. Trust me, I speak from that from experience, right? Because back when the market did crash, I was really good at real estate, but I was terrible at having a process. Yeah. And so I worked with uh. my to get that process. What does that look like? And, this, it, and it literally had to come down to, this is how we do this process. This is how we do this. This is how we bring on people. This is how we do listings. This is what literature we use. This is everything to where now I could drop in anything that I have in any market and we grow.
1: Yeah. You know, it's it's easy to sell 50 houses or make half a million dollars on accident, but it's almost impossible to make a million. And you, you have to have the systems.
0: Yeah. It, and when my agents, I see that when they're just getting going and they start to get two, three deals in a month. And I'm going, listen to me, if you don't follow the process and you don't lean into your CRM and let that be your brain, yeah. you're going to drop the ball. Yep. The ones that listen, don't drop the ball. The ones that don't, drop the ball and go, oh God, you were so right. I have to use my CRM like it's my brain. Because when you're producing at that volume, 30 million personally, 40 million personally, if you do not have something thinking for you on your behalf mm-hmm. that is systematic, you will drop the ball.
1: 100%. You cannot
0: manage 20, 30 clients at one time and think you're going to be effective if you don't have something that's tracking and measuring every step. Yeah. Oh, I got to check in with John. John's buying in thirty days. You've got to have a system behind that, and that gun. And for me, that's the CRM when you're producing.
1: I think one thing, like when you're such a high achiever like you are, one of the challenges sometimes that agents have is they'll build a team, and the team they'll be like, oh, "Well, the team they don't even sell half as much as me," and they're five people, right? And now you have a team. I, you know collect you're the top producer but collectively they're out producing you
0: right and that that you have to so you have to determine do you want growth or do you want to be the biggest producer on your team
1: mm-hmm.
0: buying is now in the beginning i wanted to be the biggest producer everywhere <laughs> because that's just who i am yeah. um I want to win every content, like anything that was going on, I was the one, like, even still, I tease my agents, because if I don't feel they're converting enough, I'm like, you want me to take the leads? Because I'll convert them. Mm -hmm. But they all know she will, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that most important is you have to determine as a team lead, what do you want again in your model? Do you want to have three agents and you want to be selling 30 million, whatever it is your goal every year for the rest of your life? Or do you want to build something where you help others achieve that volume? and you become the leader. And if you want to become the leader, there comes a point where you have to look at, okay, I have to give more leadership, not just by example, I think that's always huge, but also by guiding them, helping them, and teaching them what to do, and dedicate a lot of your time to doing so.
1: Yeah, and that piece that you just said, to me, that's what creates a real business. Because if you decided to stop producing today and walked away, and all you had was a leadership role, a mentor role to the people on the team, you're going to make a really good six figure income.
0: Right.
1: Right. Without opening a door, without going on a listing appointment, just dictating strategy. And to me, in my opinion, that's a real business.
0: Right. You have to. Have you some can
1: money. leave and you can still make money.
0: Right. I know one of uh, the business mentors that I use, he always says, if I was to write you a check for your business, how many zeros would I put behind it? Mm-hmm. And If you just have something that you can't duplicate, scale, anything that's a process, you're not going to have that many zeros. But if I can prove a business model to you and I can say, this is what my business is worth, those zeros get a lot bigger. So I think you constantly have to be analyzing what you want in your team and in your future Mm -hmm. um, and then work towards that. But one thing I believe is true is, is that everything is, you can learn anything. You just have to want it. And you have to reach out to the right mentors to learn that.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. How how do you go from 100 million to 150, 200? What's your roadmap look like now? Now that you have the systems, now you have the culture, now that you know who to hire, yes. what's it look like now? Numbers game. Mm-hmm. So
0: hire 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, and just get our numbers up, right? Because yes, I have a team of producers and we will always have that But in order to, there comes a point where you either have to realize that those people can only produce so much and be happy with that volume, yeah. which I'm happy, but I'm never, it's never enough. It's never okay. going to be enough. Um, and in, and in that sense, you have to say, okay, if I have 11 producing this, what if I did 20 and what if I did 10 of those producing 10 deals a year?
1: Yeah. Um, and I would, and I would add, because you built the systems, you'd, it's not only bringing in more people, but you have opportunities for the people you're going to bring in.
0: Absolutely. I mean, on an ongoing basis, the the amount of leads we take in between PPC and Zillow Flex, you know, we're somewhere in the amount of three to 400 leads a month. Mm -hmm. Now, if you equate that to the average sales price, 475, 525, depending on what neighborhood you're in, that, that quickly adds up. So we have opportunity that we've created that a single agent isn't going to be able to come into real estate and spend 15, $30,000 a month on marketing yeah. and on generation. And we do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is something that people building teams or joining teams need to listen to. Because a lot of people start teams and they just are trying to get production by almost osmosis, by just having people jo- join their team, but they don't have the systems and they don't have the opportunities. If you're going to join a team, you need to join a team with someone who has that figured out already. And it's okay. Like, like maybe you join, join a team and the person doesn't have enough leads at that moment. But here's the thing about where Tori's at in her business, getting more leads is as easy as writing a check. Mm-hmm. It's, it's as easy as performing well for Zillow Flex, right? If she, if she has performers, it's easy now for her to basically twist the knob to help someone build their business because she's done it with so many people and at a really high level. There's not lots of buyer's agents on teams doing 50 transactions a year and you have multiple people doing that.
0: Right. And, and I would say, it's not finding the producers, it's creating them. <sighs> yeah. You have to have a desire and a work ethic But again, with a systematic approach to your business, you can teach somebody how to be a high-level producer.
1: Yeah. Would you consider yourself a systems person like three years ago?
0: Absolutely not. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely not. I would just say, and again, that was my biggest thing was I could tell you that I was great at what I did and I was amazing with clients and I was a fierce negotiator and all of these things. But how do I teach that to somebody? How do I put that down and say, you need to do this, 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 and this? And by the way, then we're adding in this, 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 and this. Yeah. And that's how you become a producer. No, I wasn't that person. But again, if I had a future and a goal and I knew that my current skill level wasn't going to get me there unless I just kept selling everything, mm-hmm. then I had to change and grow and learn. And and that, I,
1: I said that because there's some driver like you listening to this. It's like an over-the-top deed. It's like I'm not a systems person. And you just said it It was a learned behavior to get you to this new place in your business.
0: Yeah. It's funny because I, the first coach business coach, right. That I had ever really truly hired. Yeah. Was merely because I went to a Tom Ferry event wanting social media. That's all I wanted. And the person who invited me, my title rep, mm-hmm. I said, I'm not going there to get mixed up, rah, rah, jump up and down crap. That's not what I'm going there for. I need social media experience and after the first day, it was a summit. After the first day, I was like, where's the booth? <laughs> I don't want just coaching. I want elite because yeah. this some, this organization had systems that I did not have. And there were things that I could tell I needed to learn. Yeah. So you got to grow to that level.
1: Totally. Yeah. And I remember you called me and you're like, I'm going on this trip. And when I get back from this trip, we're going to do all this stuff. Right. But yeah, like that first year, it was just nothing but systems. And this last year has been nothing but people. And I think that's, you know, when you look at growth, um, it's not the same over and over. Like, it's not like just getting better at Instagram every single month, right? Like you guys are not prolific. You're on social media and you have good social media stuff. But that's not high priority. High priority is getting people in the funnel and converting them.
0: Right. Well, and I will tell you, that's one of my things that we're working on now is that social media aspect and that podcast wow. aspect. But again, that's been a growth pattern. If, if you're either starting a team or you're looking to join a team, that thing that you need to ask is, <laughs> as a team lead, can I lead these people down a path that I know? Not just am I good at real estate? but do I have things that I could teach them, yeah. that will show them how to be a killer agent and a killer producer, and most importantly, a killer business person. Mm-hmm. And as somebody joining a team, you need to ask that person that's that you're sitting down with, and you need to say, what is your process? What is your systems? And if they're just kind of winging it, don't join that team. Yeah. Somebody who can teach you how to be a business person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And what you just said, like, whenever I talk to people on your team or other people's teams, I always say, what's your leader doing?
0: Right.
1: What's your leader doing? So like you were just talking about like getting mentorship, your leader better like walk the talk.
0: Right.
1: You know, like that's what I love about like Tom, whenever I go look at like, I go spend time with Tom. Like I do not do enough stuff. Right. Like this guy just executes at a pace. That's crazy you execute that that at a pace that's crazy. No wonder the people on your team do as well.
0: Well, we all have our niche, right? So some people are great. Like social media is natural to them. But again, I go back to that thing. If it's not natural to you, learn it. If it's part of your growth pattern, if it's something that you know is going to stunt or help your growth, then you absolutely better get in gear and figure it out. Because we have, whether, I don't care which market you're in here, over 60,000 licensed agents, we have enough idiots running around, right? We have enough people that don't know what they're doing Mm -hmm. and they, they're just a liability. They're causing, I mean, think if you're a consumer and you get that agent who's done one deal, not because they're brand new, not their first. I'm talking about they've been in it for a year or two and they've done one deal. Good luck with that. And then picture that one deal agent going up against one of my agents I'd love that scenario, <laughs> so really, you want to place yourself somewhere mm-hmm. that not only you see that you can grow, but that you see somebody who's going to put you on that right path yeah. to and that wants to help you get better it's it can't I always tell my agents your why can't be money mm-hmm. because money is so fluid, right? one month you can make a one month zero yeah are consistent enough that zero goes away but yeah. money can't be your why yeah. but once you have that you need to line up to somebody who sees that and then can coach you and train you accordingly
1: yeah i love that so last bit of advice i just want you to give advice to someone who's like they're stuck in their production as a team leader like if there was just like you didn't even know anything about their business because we're just making up a make-believe scenario but maybe someone's just like they're just stuck at 65 million and they can't get over the hump.
0: I'd say that would come down to, they're probably not allocating enough time to growth and they're allocating too much time to the right now. So yeah. you have to balance out, focus on right now. Yes. Because you have to operate right? Like You have staff and stuff like that. But if you start focusing on where you want to go and what you want to do and how you're going to get there, the right now takes care of itself. Yeah, it's kind of like that sales transaction, right? Like you don't focus on, that like check, you focus on that process for the client and everything else comes to play. I've produced uh, 30 million this year personally, right? But here's the key. None of that came from my leads, from the leads we take in as a team. All of that came from my sphere and referral. Yeah. That's huge. That's a and lot. What's, of-
1: and what's, what's your average sales price? So people know that that's a shitload of units.
0: Uh, now my average sales price is like seven twenty-five, but when three years ago my average sales price was three seventy-five.
1: Yeah, and yeah, and ramp that. We'll give you credit for another thing. Last year I started grinding you on trying to move more into the luxury market. I remember that's all I talked about for like two months.
0: <laughs> and then I did a three-one and a two-seven and a two-two and a one-seven and a yeah. yes one right after the other. But you have to again. I knew I had the ability to do that, but it was my focus. So if you're stuck somewhere and you feel stagnant, then look outside of where you are. Quit looking right there at that moment. Look outside of that and determine what steps do you need to take to get to where you want to be.
1: Yeah. So if someone wanted to reach out to you, to follow you on Instagram, to like maybe someone in Phoenix is listening to this and they're like, I need to join this chick's team. How do they get in touch with you?
0: So Tori, T-O-R-I-E, at uh, ellens with an s on the end team.com and our main business line is 602-288-8881 um, my personal cell 602-824-2196
1: awesome thank you Tori
0: thanks for having me it was great chatting with you
1: Thanks for listening to Direction with David Caldwell. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the tips and tricks you can use to grow your real estate business. If you're keen to hear more ideas you can implement, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a comment and review. Head over to davidccaldwell.com to sign up to our email list, as well as find more information and resources on our show. Until next time.